Welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. My name is Katherine Canty. I am the host and an executive coach. I work with teams, individuals, and leaders to help create measured leadership change. We do that using practical applications, and our clients are creating 100% measured results as seen by those around them. Not necessarily what I think or what they think, but what the other people are seeing. And they are being recognized for the hard work that they're doing. If you're interested in learning more about some of the work that we're doing, you can learn more at KatherineCanty.com. I would love for you to subscribe to this show, to Business Vitality. This is my way to continue to pay it forward and share business best practices. Stay tuned and listen to the interview. Thanks for being here. Harold Turner, you are the Senior Project Manager of Thompson Turner Construction, found on the web at turner.thompsonconstructiongroup.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, so kind of at a high level, can you talk about what you do and, and a little bit about Thompson Turner Construction? Yeah, so uh, Thompson Turner is a big commercial general contractor in South Carolina. And, um, you know, I'd say 90% of our business is kind of K-12 and higher ed. And and we do do some private uh, developments and stuff like that as well. But my role for Thompson Turner, I'm kind of focused on the uh, upstate of South Carolina. So I manage uh, multiple projects ranging from, you know, a million dollars up to $70 million projects uh, at a time. So um, all over the upstate from, you know, Clemson, Clemson University, Anderson to Greenville and Spartanburg. So what makes, I'm curious, what makes Thompson Turner different than, than the other construction companies that are out there? I mean, I would say we were, we're different in a, in a couple of ways. I think one of our unique things is just our culture. Um, you know, we've grown a lot over the past few years. And um, even with all that growth, I feel like we've still maintained that family feel and, and small company feel. Um, but, you know, I think another thing that sets us apart is just our, um, you know, the way we handle projects and the way we, we deal with clients. Um, you know, we're very open book, honest, straightforward, and, um, you know, like to work together as a team. And, uh, you know, I think if you if you talk to any of our clients, they would say they they value, uh, you know, our honesty and an open book policy. I think it's helpful. I think it's um, unique in construction to be able to have that that open book and, and conversation between the construction group and, and the owner and the designer and to be able to collaborate like that. Do you mind talking about um, I guess the the teamwork aspect and, and you mentioned culture? This stuff doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of talk about culture in, in all the industries that are out there right now that those that survive will have the culture. They'll have the relationships with people, the teams that are going to be built. Can you talk about maybe just, I know we can talk about it in theory, but what are the the day-to-day things that you're doing to maintain that culture and, and these relationships? Because it is important to be able, in my opinion, to be able to to keep that. Yeah, you know, um, in construction, it's a it's a very easy uh, industry to get bogged down in all the work. You know, there's constant stuff all the time being thrown at you, trying to stay in budget, stay in schedule, deliver quality product. And, um, you know, I think it's easy for a team to to get bogged down in all of that. But, um, 
you know, I think one of the one of the most important things I've learned as of recent is just how important it is to have quality time with your team. Um, not only checking boxes and dotting I's and crossing T's, but just sitting down, you know, putting your devices away and and listening and having good uh, quality conversation and thinking time. Um, and then, you know, I also think it's important to, to build relationships with all of your team members, um, not just, you know, an exchange of work stuff, but also having a relationship and doing things outside of work, um, having fun together. It, you know, it's funny. I was uh, recently struggling with a with a coworker. Not, you know, everything was going OK, but it was a little bumpy. And, um, you know, him and I got away for one afternoon went and spent a couple hours doing something fun. And it's just amazing how after doing that one little thing, how our, how the project and everything just started to flow, our communication was flowing. Um, and we went from feeling like we were kind of off of not on the same page to, you know, right in line, step in step, seeing eye to eye and things going really well. So um, it's interesting how we're all busy and we want to do, do, do. But I think it's very important to take a few minutes or take a couple hours and spend some quality time together and just have fun. Yeah. You don't see that a whole lot. And I think that helps build the relationships and um, gels that team together. And, and I'm guessing you're doing that with um, across the board with all the team members, because when you're building these projects that are huge, you've got to be able to, to bridge the communication across the board. And that's, that's important to be able to do. What do you, um, you know, I'd like to kind of ask questions before and and part of it led me to this one, which is, you know, you're going to have the the individuals who undermine teamwork and that that just don't want to, you know, evolve with us. Do you mind kind of talking about that a little bit more? Because you've, you've got a success story. Do you have maybe a, another one of, well, the first chance didn't work, but maybe there was a couple more tries and you know, I, I hate to say, it. well, I don't hate to say it, but construction, I mean, that's a hard industry to be in. You are going to come up with some interesting personalities. So you're going to probably bump up against this in an above average process, I would think. So do you mind talking about how do you how do you battle those or work with those that that may be undermining it? No, definitely. Um, you know, I think whether you're in banking or construction or wherever, you know, you're always going to run into to interesting people. And, you know, it takes all kinds of kinds to make the world go around. But, um, you know, throughout my career, I've really learned that um, you, you've got to figure out what makes people tick, especially people who are, you know, like you say, undermining teamwork. Um, and, you know, like I said earlier, you know, some of that starts with just building a relationship, building some trust with them. And, uh, you know, I've got an example a little while back of a guy who, you know, maybe didn't work on one team. And so we moved, went to another team and he was struggling there. But, um, you know, through having having good conversation and not just telling him what to do, but asking him questions and getting him thinking about, OK, why are these things important? Why is teamwork important? Why, you know, why do we do this? Helping him understand the why. And, and getting him set up on the right team, you know, he was able over the last few months to really start to shine and, and grow and, and learn and, and do good things. Um, so, 
you know, I think another aspect of it too is paying close attention to what people are good at. You know, everybody can bring some sort of value to the team. And, um, you know, sometimes just because you hire somebody as a, you know, assistant project manager or a superintendent doesn't mean that, okay, no matter what, they're doing these X, Y, or Z things. Um, you know, I've got a recent example of a guy who is a, who's a superintendent. And, you know, at in, in our mind, a superintendent somebody who's out in the field on a daily basis, you know, working right there with the subs hand in hand. Um, but, you know, as I worked with him over, over a year's time, started to realize, you know, golly, he's got a lot of, you know, really project manager traits and stuff that he's good at, such as scheduling and things like that. And um, so it's just interesting how learning that over a year and then now we're on a new project and he actually built the entire schedule and, and did a great job with it, uh, which is something you would usually see from a superintendent. Well, it sounds like they're growing and, and they're evolving. And as the business is growing, they're growing. And um, I think we all have potential. We just got to find it. Like you said, we got to find um, what we're good at and what we excel at. And then put us in those, in those roles. And you probably could excel even further than, you know, the role that we were currently in. It's kind of my thought. What are your thoughts on that? You know, and something funny is, uh, it's sometimes the simplest things can create, you know, big impact and big change. Um, you know, one of the things that we hold in high, high esteem or high standard is our, is our safety program. And so, you know, every week we got to do safety audits and we're walking jobs and, and checking these things. Well, nobody, quote unquote, wants to do safety audits or has time to do them. And so, you know, after years and years of trying to figure out how do you get people to do these things? You know, we introduce a simple thing such as a monthly award uh, of, a, of a safety belt and a lunch of your choice and then and created some competition. And, um, you know, it's just amazing to see what a little bit of competition between everybody uh, will do and, and how it'll make things progress. Um, so. It's the carrot and the stick, you know? That's it. So you found the, right. you found the carrot. Tracking things That's and then celebrating the little successes, you know? It, some of those yeah. little things are, are a big deal and people love working towards the, the carrot or the trophy. Right. Do you have uh, an example that comes to mind in regards to the little things that lead to something significant? People that have followed me, they've heard me talk about it for years. I like to hear other people's perspectives. You know, like I, I, one of the things I talked about earlier is, you know, when I started doing this leadership program, uh, you know, was looking for these big, big picture things and all these big, great things that were going to make big impact. And, uh, you know, I was kind of struggling at one point and uh, called somebody else, you know, an executive within our company and said, hey, you know, you got any advice on how I can how I can do better connecting with my team? And uh, he said, well, you know, I just started leaving my phone in the car. And uh, I was like, how do you leave your phone in the car? You know, that's our lifeline. Everybody's calling us all the time, emailing us all the time. So much going on. He said, he said, man, you'll be amazed at what happens. Just try it. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to, we'll give it a shot and see what happens. And, you know, just that simple thing of putting away my devices when I go meet with my teams 
has had such a huge impact. Um, you know, the first time I did it, it felt a little awkward and a little off. It's like, oh, I don't have my, you know, my safety net, my phone or whatever. But, you know, it was amazing just the way the conversation started to flow and things started to happen. And we identified some critical, you know, potential tripping hazards in the project and came up with some talk strategy. And um, it's just really changed the whole dynamic of my team meetings by simply putting away my phone for 30 minutes. So did you lose anything? Did you lose some text or phone call that was just life changing that you should have had your phone, you know, cause people, they don't want to leave their phone in the car. So oh, yeah. what was, what was the consequence? Did, did something major happen and you missed it? No, I mean, there was no, no consequences. Everything went good. You know, it, just because somebody's calling or texting you at a certain time, you know, yes, there's certain scenarios where you have to answer the phone and have to take care of things. But, you know, usually things can wait 30 minutes so that you can have a, a meaningful meeting and have meaningful time with your team. That is awesome. Yeah, I think when we put the phones down, I know at least for me, if I put it down, I get so much more done in that little block of time than me looking at that phone and reacting versus being proactive and owning my own time. So I think yeah, that is uh, first thing ahead. in the morning. I used to <clears throat> I used to come in the office and crank the computer up, get into emails, texting, calling. And, um, you know, over the past few months, I've started protecting the first half hour of my day to just sit down with a pen and paper and, and think through what, what I need to do and just think not really have an agenda. Think through my day, think through my week, the month, what is coming up in the future. And um Man, it's really that's had a huge impact on on me as well. Talk about that. How do you start that? Because that sounds like an anxiety attack for most people. So talk about it. Do you just yeah. block 30 minutes and roll into it or how does that happen? I mean, I think, you know, I guess the way it started for me was really on my drive into work. Um, you know, I used to be listening to podcasts or music or making calls or texting or trying to figure out scrambling, figuring out what I was going to do for the day. Um, and then it kind of rolled over into, all right, well, I, I put that stuff away and just had kind of quiet time on the way in just where I could clear my head and think. And um, then that rolled over to, all right, well, it'd be nice to be kind of sitting at my desk with a pen and paper because so it's amazing the stuff that'll just jump into your head when you have, quiet time to think and you're not so clouded with all these social media, text messages, calls, emails, all that stuff. That'll all be there um, when you're done. But just by now it's a habit of scheduling the first 30 minutes of my day and just protecting it on my calendar where I can sit down, plan my week, plan my day, figure out how to deal with any conflicts that I may have in my schedule and and also just think about, you know, what's going to have an impact on my week, what is the top priority? Um, it's just really neat how quiet time will impact and and the things that'll jump into your head that uh, you otherwise would miss. You see other people starting to, to pick up on that and maybe trying it themselves or? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was uh, talking to a, a, one of my coworkers up here and we were talking about I was kind of telling him about this and he was like, oh man, how, how do you do that? What do you do? You know? And so I was explaining it to him. And so now he's, 
giving it a shot and, and seeing how it's going. And, you know, it's just really neat that by doing these things, you know, somebody will walk by and be like, why is his computer off? Like, what is, what's going on in there? He's not doing anything. Um, and then they'll start asking questions. And, you know, really, I feel like that's a stepping stone to creating, you know, other, other thinkers, quote unquote. Um, you know, I feel like one of the biggest things that I can do to benefit me and my growth is to invest time and, and help others grow. You know, I feel like my goal every, every day or every year, one of my goals is to, all right, I want to train somebody to, to take my place. I want them to take my job. A lot of people work in fear of, oh, I don't want somebody to take my job or my position, but, you know, I feel like that's one of the things with our culture here. We're really big on, Hey, I want to, I want to build somebody else to take my position as soon as possible so that I can create room for, for growth for myself as well in my career. Yeah. I found, I know in my past, if, if I grew and then grew some other people around me, they would take over the stuff that I was doing and it like opened up doors to new opportunities that I didn't even know was there but I had to create the space in order to know and be able to see what was on the other side. And it's scary because we sometimes just, I guess that human nature scarcity mindset, here we are protecting where we are and really we need to teach in order for us to create the space to be able to grow. So, yeah, and you know, we're, you know, we're in the society or, you know, as you go through school and stuff, it's all about finishing this assignment, turning it in and getting an A or getting a hundred and celebrating that. And so, you know, it's a really hard thing to kind of start to comprehend that, hey, sometimes X's and O's and turning in this or that, uh, you know, so a lot of times we want to hold on to those things that we're good at, whether it's doing your budget updates or doing a schedule update, you know, you feel accomplished when you do it and turn it in. But, um, and it was, it was really hard for me to grasp and understand that, hey, by, by doing less, sometimes you, you actually are getting more done and more things are happening. Um, so, it's been really neat to kind of go through this and, and test things and maybe let go of some things that I otherwise want to hold on to um, and just seeing, seeing new possibilities and, and new potential for growth. You said something earlier about when you start to do the planning, the computer's closed, the cell phone's put away, the electronics aren't there. You said something that, that stood out and it said, you know, people are walking by and they're saying he's not doing anything. And I think the way we start, we got to work really hard in the beginning of our careers doing what I call the TPS reports and, and the things that we got to do. And we keep thinking that we got to keep doing this stuff to get us here. And really, if we're going to grow the business, we're going to grow ourselves and grow the people around us. Um, we got to do something different. And so when you said they think I'm not doing anything, I think we if we're if we've had any kind of management leadership position, we can agree. Yeah. To the outsider, it looks like we're not doing something, but really there's something else going on. Do you mind talking about that transition and the fact that it looks like you're not doing anything, but I'm going to be honest. I, I know you're doing things, but talk about that if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, I've got a, I've got a pretty funny story about it actually. So, um, the other day I was, you know, with how fast paced and how much we have going on and all the meetings and everything, you, you might only get 30 minutes to an hour of time each day to sit down and think or get something done. And so 
you know, I was, I'm, I'm kind of laughing to myself because the other day I was in here kind of having my first 30 minutes of the day and trying to get organized and think through some things without the computer and phone up. And I'm working with my little brother right now and he was wanting to ask me some questions and look at some stuff. And uh, he walks by and he and comes in and says, Hey, you want to, can you come in here in the conference room and look at this and want to go over this budget and look at everything. And I was like, well, yeah, give me, give me a few minutes. I got to, you know, give me about 15 or 20 minutes. I'll be right. He's like, well, I don't understand. I mean, you're just sitting in here doing nothing. <laughs> Why can't you come look at it right now? And I kind of laugh because I, you know, sometimes I have to think back to, all right, he's seven years younger than me. So I think back to seven years ago where I was. And, you know, if I saw Hal or Will or somebody, you know, I was like, oh, well, they're out doing nothing. You know, they're playing golf or doing this, doing that and doing nothing. But, um, you know, as you grow, you start to realize that, um, you know, that, that that the company, in order for the company and you and everyone to grow, you have to have time to sit down and, and think through things and think through, you know, what is going to have an impact on today or what, how is this going to impact our clients or our potential future work and all that. And, you know, it's just funny to, to watch some watch other people as they grow and they'll start to to see how these things can uh can impact you and and create good results too but um yeah it's funny how from the outside looking in when somebody comes by they're like oh, i don't i don't see you doing anything but um you know i had a real aha moment a few months ago where i was talking to one of my stakeholders and he was like yeah it took me forever to realize that the X's and O's and, and yeah, the reports, you have to do all those things to, to earn respect and, and earn your, earn your opportunity to move up and all of that. That's a part of it. And you, and you have to go through that and you have to have those experiences um, to, to be able to grow in your career. And, and you really have to know your trade and know, know what, what you're doing. But then at some point it's a shift to, all right, how do I, I've, I've had these experiences, I've got a pretty good idea of the construction industry and what we're doing, what we're trying to achieve, um, you know, who we are. You know, how do I take somebody who just started and and bring them to this point in as, as quick as time as possible? I don't want them. I don't want it to take them the 15 years it took me to get here. Um, and, you know, just by having some of that quiet time, it allows me time to think through and, and create strategy and ways to try to impact these other guys. And I think one of the biggest impacts is just when they see you doing something and they see you quote unquote doing nothing and, mm -hmm. uh, and it piques their interest. And um, anyways, creates opportunity for questions and, and for growth. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious, you guys are going pretty fast. And um, you're in, in the upstate area. Do you mind just kind of talking a little bit more about maybe your ideal client and, and what you're looking for as you continue to grow? Because construction means so many different things to different people and folks that are listening, they may, they may not know, you know, exactly what is, what is your ideal client that you're looking for? Yeah. So you know, we're in commercial construction and, um, you know, even commercial construction means a lot of things to a lot of different people. There's 
you know, private market, there's public market, um, there's industrial construction, there's all sorts of constructions, but our focus is predominantly on K-12 and higher ed work. Um, and we predominantly do the cement risk delivery method. So our goal is to really get in together with the owner and architect and create a collaborative approach to construction. Um, you know, the in the old days, all there was, was was hard bid where, hey, everybody turns in their number and the lowest price wins. But, you know, in that process, there's a lot of back and forth on scope and there's change orders and, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, it ends up in litigation. So, you know, we've really kind of been a front runner on this, on the CM at risk process and really working collaboratively with, collaboratively with owners and architects to, you know, one, instead of the design team designing in a bubble and then us pricing in a bubble, we're working together. The owner is also there saying, hey, I want this project to be within this budget. And so we work together hand in hand with the architect as we go through the design process and, um, you know, do preliminary 50% and 100% budgets to make sure that, hey, what they're designing does fit within their budget. Um, which lets us start on time and, and get done on time and within budget. But So I would say, you know, our ideal client or our bread and butter right now is, is like the K-12 market building schools and then also uh, higher ed. We're doing, worked on the Clemson football stadium, uh, working on some other athletics projects there, doing a, about to start a library at, at USC Upstate. So, you know, I really feel like we have a lot of potential for growth in the, in the higher ed market in the Upstate. And then also really emphasize over the past few years getting into healthcare. And um, so I think there's a lot of a lot of potential for growth there too. That's interesting. Okay, so K through twelve, higher ed, and then next is healthcare. We're already in healthcare. Right. Already? Yeah, we're already in healthcare. Got um we've got stuff going on in the lower part of the state with MUSC and and Prisma and you know, over the past five years, obviously with, with COVID and all this stuff, I think healthcare has had a, you know, a renewed focus. Um, and so we've kind of strategically started to, to, to look into that market and um, working there. I think it's interesting. So when you describe your delivery method, you use words like collaboration or a collaborative approach, but it also ties back into the culture and who, who you guys are. Um, and then, you know, construction is just, it, it's a tough industry. Um, you've got so many different subs, so many different partners that are out there. It kind of reminds me of my days in the bank of what I would refer to as silos. You know, we have a silo for the legal team, a silo for procurement, a silo for um, technology, a silo for marketing, like everybody lives in these boxes. And you can take this the same kind of old method that we would have in the bank back in and back in the day, and then you would have that back in the construction industry um, of you know kind of silo partnerships, and you're really breaking that stuff down and differentiating yourself in the market and what I would call co-create solutions um, that are mutually beneficial for everybody, and so it makes it you know a it, it's a lot of money. It's a big project, but you can enjoy it at the same time because you're co-creating, you're building these relationships. And it really just ties back into what we talked about at the beginning, 
building relationships, building the team. And for me, it sounds like it starts at home. It starts with self and then it grows to the team and then it grows to the partners that are outside. Um, do you mind just kind of closing, I think, closing that loop and just talking about, I don't know if you see this pattern as well, but it's just something that just kind of seems like a thread that's kind of pulling out of this conversation. Do you mind expanding on it? Yeah. And, you know, like you said, uh, I think relationships are, are everything, you know, and, and especially in our business and what we do, um, you know, it's very relationship driven from, from getting the project. But, you know, I think one of the neat things with us is that within our culture, you know, like we said, we value relationships. And so that's a, you know, very high focus when we start any project is the relationship with the, with the owner and architect. And, you know, we don't want to just do this one project. We want to do, do multiple projects and continue to work together. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that comes back to, you know, being open book and honest and, and, and trusting each other and, um, doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Um, you know, I was laughing. I was telling somebody the other day, I said, Hey, we're about to start a new project with this new client. And, you know, one of the things I always tell people is that you only get one chance for a first impression. And so, you know, as we're working with a new client, you know, we know what we do and we know the value that we bring, but they don't necessarily know. And so we got to kind of got to start over and show them all the different things that we do and why, Hey, this is why you hired us. We're not, we're not going to be like your typical construction company and have excuses and delays and be over budget. You know, we're going to deliver what we say we are going to deliver when we say we're going to deliver it. And, um, you know, it, it really shows and it's really neat to see how I just recently finished a project, how it all comes around at the end um, and how important the relationships are. Because, you know, they came to me at the end and I said, hey, do you have any feedback on on what we can do better? And it just it's awesome to hear them talk about how different it was than other construction processes and other jobs they've done and how this, it was truly collaborative. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of people that do see them at risk and, and do this, but, um, you know, truly being open book and, and collaborative and always coming with solutions instead of just problems, um, you know, has a real impact. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to be considerate of your time. We could go down a whole um, path of, providing solutions and our problems. I know that's a whole nother topic, but if someone wants to learn more about you, they want to get in touch with you. They're like, gosh, this sounds pretty good. How do, how do they reach out to you, Harold? Uh, I guess the best way you can, you know, visit our website and, or, you know, you could email me directly at hlturner at thompsonturner.com. Fantastic. All right, Harold, thank you so much. Harold, you are the senior project manager of Thompson Turner construction found on the web at turner.thompsonconstructiongroup.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you like it, please subscribe, share this episode or this show with other people around you. The greatest form of a compliment is a referral. I really appreciate them. And if you think that you want to learn more about some of the work we're doing, I encourage you to reach out to katherinecanty.com. You can schedule a call or just continue to read articles and information that we post out there. Thank you so much for being here.